It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in overtime. What a game, an absolute thriller. And to help us break this one down, we go back to Tampa, bringing the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? I, I mean, there's a lot of different directions we can go, but I want to start with Jonathan Quick. Tonight, more comfortable, it seemed, from Jonathan, his movements, how he was kind of making saves, reading the play. It, it really felt like a vintage Jonathan Quick performance. Sure did. And I'll tell you, Ryan, it, it, by the way, it turns out they have now posted the stars. He was the number one star today. Yeah. And they have also since updated the shots on goal, and now he has made 34 saves on 37 <laughs> shots. So we'll see how that number might uh, be adjusted between now and uh, Saturday. But he uh, makes uh, 34 saves on 37 shots. And... I think that uh, they, they, they've got the numbers a little bit quirky because they have them making 11 shorthanded shots. Uh, that's not quite right. <laughs> I think they've got the power play and the uh, penalty kill kind of flip-flop there. But uh, numbers aside, with the exception of the one goal that where he's way out of position, that point scores, you know, that is one where you know Kucherov is just so good, mm-hmm. draws the attention. Quick thinks that he's shooting from the right circle. Quick comes over and points basically got an open net. You don't want that to happen, but, like, you understand it. And with that exception, you know, Jonathan was fantastic. You know, the, the only, uh, you know, he gives up the goal to Braden Point back in the first period. Uh, but, you know, the two goals that he gave up there at the end of the game, it was it was just chaos. And I'll tell you, even the, the goal that he gave up in the first, it looked like, you know, Braden Point was unmarked side of the net. This was this was great. I mean, if, if this is a sign of things to come for Jonathan Quick, the Knights can feel uh, more confident. I'm sure Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee are thrilled that they did acquire Jonathan at the trade deadline, given all the other goaltending injuries, and that when you have uh, this kind of moment, now 17 games to go, and you're playing meaningful games, do you want somebody who has played well but doesn't have any pressure experience and with all respect to hill and thompson and brossois they have no pressure experience none john quick has as much as anybody (laughs) in the national hockey league today um and sure you want all those other guys to get healthy as quick as they can but if you want to lean on somebody in these big moments it's jonathan quick if he is playing like this as you described very well ryan vintage This one had, uh, obviously, a playoff feel to it. The Golden Knights didn't really have much going through the first two periods, but then the Braden-McNabb fight, I I think, kind of sparked things for Vegas there in the second. And then, you know, you get that moxie in the third period. You get, uh, you know, Keegan Colasar and Nick Haig and everyone kind of jumping in. I I love the response from the Golden Knights physically drawing themselves into the game. Yeah, and, you know, as Gary kind of pointed toward... You know, some of these guys who were involved. How do you, you know, drag a team into it? You know, Alec Martinez the other day, he was, you know, he didn't like a hit on Paul Cotter, so he drops the gloves in only a couple of fights in his career. Today, McNabb does it, you know, responding when Jack Eichel is getting checked hard. And, you know, the chaos that ensues was, you know, an instance of the temperatures boiling over on both sides and everybody gets going. But, the, the younger guys, it seems to me, can take a page out of the older guys' playbook that Alec Martinez and Braden McNabb didn't just react 
um, when it let it come to them. And they took the initiative to stand up for a teammate. You know, Colasar and Haig, you know, those guys who can be physically imposing, rather than just letting it come to them, to be more assertive, to really take it to other teams, to intimidate and not just respond when being intimidated. When being intimidated, yeah. if you, you catch my drift. And I'll, I'll compare it since we're playing, uh, you know, we're seeing the Tampa Bay Lightning here. I remember, and it's slightly different context, but I'll tell you anyhow. And I think I've told this story before. Steve Thomas, great NHL player, had been a coach in the Lightning organization during the lockout and was in the American League in Syracuse. Guy who had won the AHL MVP the year before was Corey Conacher, who never really caught on in the NHL, but a great American League player. And he was just not scoring enough. And Steve Thomas went up to him in a practice and basically yelled at him and said, you know, you're you're giving too much to the other team. You're giving the other team too much respect and letting the game come to you. You've got to take it to them. And then he screamed at him, you're Corey bleeping Conacher. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. So I'm going to sort of extrapolate that and say, like, you're Keegan Colasar. You're Nick Haig. Look how big you guys are. Look how intimidating you can be. You've got to be more assertive in some of these moments. And I wonder if something like what we saw today might help them open their eyes to that. You know, again, Keegan drops the gloves. He has more fights than anybody in team history. But, you know, there are other moments within a game where you think that those guys can be more assertive and take the initiative rather than letting it come to them and responding in that moment. I wonder if, if perhaps it's an example today. Again, McNabb the other day with the fight, McNabb, uh, Martinez the other day, McNabb today, and then the chaos that ensued. Um, I'll be curious to see how that unfolds for those guys individually because clearly you have a team that likes each other, players stand up for one another, but does it lead to the team being more assertive overall in different aspects of the game? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they respond as, you know, again, you're, you're facing a lot of teams that are right in the thick of their own playoff races the temperature is going to go up. Um, you know, we talked about it after the last game. How do you get Chandler Stevenson and William Carlson going? Well, it turns out William Carlson, you just have him cook a, a shorthanded, and Chandler Stevenson gets a nice deflection on the power play. Both of those guys chipping in, but it's on special teams. And the special teams needs yeah. to be a heck of a lot better. I mentioned this earlier. I'll mention it again. Chandler Stevenson had not scored a power play goal since January 5th. After getting five in his first 41 games, he had none in the last 23. Now, Jonathan Marcheseau hasn't scored a power play goal since December 13th. Riley Smith since December 17th. The fact that the Knights have scored power play goals in consecutive games, regardless of how they happened, ought to give them some kind of relief and some bit of confidence because they ought to score a power play goal maybe, you know. I don't know if every game is the expectation, but, you know, they ought to score, you know, let's say three out of four games or four out of five, something like that. They have the talent to do that, and they were doing it earlier this year. They just have not done it recently. They had scored power play goals in back-to-back games since the 23rd and 27th of December. And the shorthanded goals, I mean, obviously to have uh, the eight on the year overall is a good number, but it's Will's first. And you have a long time since they were scoring the shorthanded goals at the clip that uh, you almost got accustomed to. So special teams should be a component of this team. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the way it turned out, you know, Carlson just kind of slides it under Vasilevsky. Stevenson, it's, it's a high tip. And, you know, it's hard to be precise with those high tips. But it went in, right? It, yeah. As many times as it has not gone for those guys. With uh, Stevenson, no goals in 12. Carlson, no goals in 15. It doesn't matter how it went in. It did, and we'll see how it, uh, it translates to their play going forward. 
All right, great stuff. As always, Dan, catch your breath. It was a beautiful game. Uh, you and I will chat on Saturday. Have a good night. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-3 victory in overtime for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Vegas sweeps the season series two games to none over Tampa. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Postgame Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in overtime. Alec Martinez, the hero, the game winner. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, just kind of bringing everybody back up to speed. If you missed it on the pregame show, Aiden Hill, Unavailable tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's dealing with a lower body injury. It was Jonathan Quick starting. Yuri Patera backing up. Patera called up yesterday from the Henderson Silver Knights. So that's the tandem moving forward, at least for the time being. Not too sure what the timeline looks like for Aiden Hill, but Aiden now joins Loren Brossois and Logan Thompson as injured goaltenders right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. It has been astounding when you kind of stack all the injuries that we've seen over the course of the last two seasons for the Vegas Golden Knights to be where they're at and, and, and still pushing as hard as they are you know this late into uh, into the season it, it's one of those things where you, you know you look at it you marvel at it and it, it makes a lot of sense as to what direction Kelly McCrim and George McPhee went at the trade deadline and why they made the moves that they did you can't foresee this stuff but Jonathan Quick tonight was fair value money he just was. And listen, I, I know you're going to look at that you know, goal from, from Braden Point to tie the game late in regulation. You're going to see the play. You're going to see Jonathan Quick kind of losing his post there on that play. That's Nikita Kucherov doing what Nikita Kucherov does. He's one of the absolute best in that spot. Think about it from this perspective. It's a six-on-four opportunity, and Nikita Kucherov had, Kucherov had just ripped a one-timer home to make it three to two in that situation you are banking on and shading to another Kucherov one-timer you just are that's just what you're doing and with Kucherov he's got this ability to wind up for a one-timer and everything looks the same until that last second where he's able to just deflect a nice soft touch over to a wide open teammate in the slot it's a tough one but for the Golden Knights, I like the fact that they were able to regroup. I loved the moxie in this game. I absolutely did. Listen, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a very, very good hockey team. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been around in, 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 and just been on an absolute run the last three seasons. You've got to respect what they do in that situation. The Tampa Bay Lightning are also a team that isn't afraid to mix things up. But let's hear from Bruce Cassidy. Happened tonight. Um... Listen, I, I, you know, you, you have, you know, recent memory, right? So for me, I'm thinking of how the game got away from us late, and it's a bit of a, you know, a, a sticking point for us because it's happened more than once. But it's never one. It's another game where we had the puck on our stick a few times. With their, when they had their goalie out, we weren't able to sort of finish the game. This time we took a penalty with it, which is rarely happens, right? You have the puck, you chip it by a guy, he keeps skating. So different set of circumstances but at the end of the day uh you know i think we found our emotional uh needle in this game and and you know that 
little scrum, whatever, probably drags us into it, even though we lose key players. I just think some of those, a couple of those shifts really got us engaged. Jack throws a hit. He, he, get, he got hit from behind, but, like, it should have been a call, right? That starts the whole thing, um, you know, now the temperature goes up. And, like I said, I've always been okay with that for our group. I feel like when we get dragged into it, if we're not dragging ourselves into it, we usually come out of it okay, and we did again tonight. Important to see a player like Jack get drugged in like that? I think so. I mean, Jack's a competitive guy. He's not an overly physical guy, but that part of the game becomes a little bit of playoff hockey where you got to hit back. It's just the way it is. So you're going to get hit, and you've got to hit back, and you got to be able to play your game while you're doing it. Jack's a big boy, uh, can handle himself, so uh, I was happy to see him um, you know, get engaged that way and then be a big part of the overtime winner. What's it like for the coaches when you lose five skaters with uh, seven minutes left in the game but also have to go through OT like that? Well, for him, for Tampa, they're, they're down and you lose your checking line, right, or your energy, so it doesn't affect you as much. You still have your scores on the bench. For us, those are guys like Bluger and Howie would be out, and even Coley the other day was out in uh, our last game in the last two minutes, so they've become real reliable. So we're losing guys that we're going to use in that situation. They're losing guys they're probably not using as much because they're chasing the game a little bit and it's going to be their top two lines. So it, it affected us more um, than would have affected them. 2D that would have been out there as well late. So um, in this case, it worked against us. But I don't mind, like I said, we, we, we stuck up for one another um, and those things are going to happen. I think it's good for the team. <clears throat> How important was it for both William Carlson and Chandler Stevenson to bust their slumps? Yeah, I mean... I don't think Carly's game changes a lot. I respect that about him. He's not going to let those things bother him. He's a good defensive center no matter what, whether he scores every night. Uh, but it still affects your psyche, I think. Uh, to get it shorthanded was nice as well against a, you know, a very good power play. Uh, Stevie was good for him. We, we, listen, he's lost some of his wingers here in the last uh, month, both of them. Uh, so he's, he's adjusting uh, his game. And so we've moved him around a little bit to try to get him going. Happens to be on the power play, so uh, happy for them both, obviously. But Stevie probably needed it more than Carly, but I guess only they could only answer that. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's win for the Vegas Golden Knights and just kind of a, a, a thread to, to pull on there that I thought was interesting. In terms of the players that were lost after that scrum in the third period, the likes of Teddy Bluger, Brett Howden, uh, for the Golden Knights, like, you bring Teddy Bluger in at the trade deadline, you want to put him in defensive situations where you are protecting a lead late in the game. It was an interesting insight in that you had a checking line from Tampa that kind of got everything going, and it took away some of the options for Bruce Cassidy down the stretch. Not an excuse. The Golden Knights still find a way to pick up two points out of this one, uh, but it is it gives you an insight as to what Bruce Cassidy, A, thinks of Teddy Bluger in those situations. Same thing with Brett Howden and Keegan Colasar, and where you put them in certain situations late in game. There's a lot of trust there, and you like to see that. The other aspect, too, that I thought was interesting, the emotional needle. Every team needs to have that breaking point within a game where they're just not going to allow what's happening on the ice to continue to happen. I thought Jack Eichel getting engaged physically, Braden McNabb dropping the gloves, and then the response from all five guys on the ice when Keegan Colasari takes a sucker punch to the face 
from Pat Maroon with his stick. I thought it was exactly where you needed it to be, especially for a team that wants to do some damage in the playoffs. And it all led to a 4-3 victory for the Golden Knights in overtime. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with highlights next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Postgame Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in overtime. Vegas 39-20 and 684 points on the year. Next in action on Saturday at 4 o'clock against the Carolina Hurricanes taking a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period and we stress the importance of being ready to go from the opening faceoff. The Golden Knights sure did get the memo as Keegan Kolasar finished off a two-on-one to open the scoring just 27 seconds into the game. Two-on-one for the Knights. Bluger is in and shoots. Score! Bluger to Kolasar and the Knights strike just 27 seconds into the game. First shot for either side and Vegas takes advantage in transition. Keegan Kolasar, his seventh goal of the year from Teddy Bluger and Brett Howden, 27 seconds in, made it one to nothing Vegas. The Lightning would answer just four minutes later as Braden Point, unchecked at the goal mouth, put home a rebound to tie the game. Braden Point to center, right side, Stamkos across the line, feeds the slot, quick shot, save, rebound, score! Braden Point, all by himself, right side of the crease. Jonathan Quick had the initial save, but Braden Point answers back for Tampa. 1-1 tie, four and a half minutes into the game. Braden Point, his 40th goal of the year from Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos, 428 of the first period, tied the game at one. We would take that 1-1 tie into the second period. No scoring in the second period, though there was some physicality. Braden McNabb dropping the gloves with Tanner Janot. Jack Eichel getting involved physically, and that started to pull the Golden Knights into the game a little bit more. We'd head to the third period, a 1-1 tie, and the Golden Knights would break that tie early in the third as William Carlson finished off a shorthanded breakaway for his first goal in 15 games. In the left circle, puck out of the zone. It's a loose puck. Carlson gets to it. Shorthanded Carlson in. Scores! It's slid underneath Vasilevsky, a penalty coming up, but it's off the board because of the goal. Vegas takes a 2-1 lead. William Carlson with a shorthanded goal to give the Knights their second lead of the day. William Carlson, his 12th of the year, a shorthanded goal. The assist to Alex Petrangelo, 227 of the third period, made it 2-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would then get their first power play of the game, and Chandler Stevenson added to Vegas's lead with his first goal in 12 games. Right wing Amadio across the line. Right circle. Amadio tore the goal, forced around behind. Banks at left point for Smith. One touch right and a shot. Score! Power play goal for Shea Theodore, and the Knights take a 3-1 lead. 14-21 to go in the third period. Shea Theodore point shot deflected home by Chandler Stevenson, his 13th of the year, a power play goal. The assists again to Shea Theodore and Riley Smith, 539 of the third period, made it 3-1 Vegas. And shortly thereafter, Jonathan Quick would come up with our AAA insurance save the game. 
Passes left. A high to low pass down to the middle. Kalorn stopped by Quick. Puck to the far corner. Vegas clears the zone. It hops in skids. Icing waved off. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So that 3-1 score would stick for quite a while in the third period, and then a big Donnie Brook broke out. Keegan Colasar with a bump on Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon turned around, punched Colasar in the face, and then all heck broke loose. Lightning come across the line offside. Look out, a skirmish ensues after the whistle. Maroon in the midst of it once again for the Lightning. Everybody's joined in. The linesman hopping. Oh, we've got several punches being thrown. Perry is into it with Haig. They go down. Bogosian pulling on the back of Haig's collar. Kolasar pulling Bogosian, grabs him around the neck. All four players are locked up. The linesman desperately attempting to pull them apart. All 10 skaters assessed 10-minute misconducts, and it really did change the complexity of the game. We talked about it, and you heard it from Bruce Cassidy. A lot of the players for the Golden Knights, Teddy Bluger, Brett Howden, and Keegan Colasar, would have been on the ice late in the game to protect that two-goal lead, but the Tampa Bay Lightning would not give up on this one. They'd pull Andre Vasilevsky, looking to make it interesting, and off a face-off, Nikita Kucherov pulled Tampa to within one. Face-off won by the Lightning. Sergachev right. Kucherov scores! Off the left post. Through a lot of traffic, Kucherov makes it a one-goal game with 2.07 to play. 26th goal of the year for Nikita Kucherov. The assist to Mikhail Sergachev and Braden Point. 17.53 of the third period made it 3-2 Vegas. The Lightning would then get a power play, and a 6-on-4 advantage would yield the game-tying goal from Braden Point. Near side, Kucherov, a goal moments ago. Sergachev for Kucherov in front, score! Tampa ties it. There it is, Braden Point, his 41st goal of the year. Second of the night from Nikita Kucherov and Mikhail Sergachev at 19.32 of the third period, tied the game at three. We'd head to overtime, and as we have seen many times before, Jack Eichel would make something happen out of nothing as his wrist shot snuck past Andre Vasilevsky. Alec Martinez would see the puck in the crease. He'd dive head first to win the game. Jack Eichel in the slot, drifting, opening up to the middle. He shoots, and it's a loose puck. It's in the goal! Alec Martinez dives in to poke it through. Vegas wins 4-3 in overtime. It leaked through Vasilevsky, twisting like a top in the crease. Martinez desperately dove toward the goal line, jams it across. Vegas wins 4-3. What a hockey game. Alec Martinez, his second goal of the year, the overtime winner, the assist to Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau, 309 of overtime, wins the game for the Vegas Golden Knights, 4-3 the final in overtime. The Golden Knights sweep the season series over the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in overtime. Vegas 39-20-6, and 84 points on the year. Next in action on Saturday at 4 o'clock against the Carolina Hurricanes. What a game. What an absolute gem of a game. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Uh, 
really it was kind of Tampa the first half, 30 minutes, 35 minutes or so of the Golden Knights, just nine shots on goal through the first two periods of hockey. Jonathan Quick was fantastic early on. Of course, it's a 1-1 game going into the third period, and then special teams propel Vegas. We talked about the lightning power play. I know how dangerous it can be, but it's susceptible to short-handed chances against William Carlson gets off the snide, and he's able to find the back of the net. Same thing with Chandler Stevenson then on the power play, and everything looks good. You have some tempers flare. You have some 10-minute misconducts thrown out, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning find a way to tie this game up because that's what championship teams do. I like the resolve from the Golden Knights to regroup in that overtime period. You get another couple of saves from Jonathan Quick, and then Alec Martinez, you put a puck behind a goaltender in overtime, Alec Martinez is going to do some damage. And he's on the ice because some of the players maybe that would have been available weren't available because of that skirmish in the third period. All in all, it chalks down to two points. That's what it is. The Golden Knights pick up two more valuable points in their quest to get back to the Stanley Cup playoffs after missing for the first time in franchise history last season. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 in overtime. What a game. Boy, did it have everything you're looking for. It had fights. It had misconducts. It had lots of goals and some big-time saves. And really, if you're a Golden Knights fan, it had the most important thing, two points. So the Golden Knights right now, one and one through two games on a five-game road trip, a very difficult five-game road trip, and two more points banked for Vegas so far this season. 39 wins, 20 losses, six others, 84 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. An impressive and interesting game. There's a lot of different ways to kind of parse through this one. I, I, I don't know that you would call this a 60-minute effort, right? Like, I don't know that the Golden Knights had a 60-minute game in this one but you come through you find that emotional needle as bruce cassidy called it after the game that's going to be important for the golden knights down the stretch you have to bring yourself into playoff hockey you have to bring yourself into these games where you are ready to go and if it's physical you push back if it's if it's emotional you fight back with the emotion i thought the golden knights took a big step in this game tonight against a tampa bay lightning team that knows what it takes to win. 702-876-1340, that's the number. 702-876-1340. If you watch the game tonight, pick up the phone, dial the number right now. I want to hear from you. This is a first-place team in the Pacific Division, the Golden Knights keeping pace with Edmonton, who won. Uh, L.A. playing right now, Seattle playing right now. We'll, We'll do a full breakdown of what the Pacific Division looks like, but the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights sweep the season series against Tampa Bay, and they do it in exceptional fashion here tonight. 702-876-1340. If you're a fan of this team, pick up the phone, dial the number now. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, that's about the third or fourth time this season that I've said, I wish we could see those two teams play in June. 
I don't know which which two will it will play in June, but that would be a nice matchup. Yeah, I mean, you can sign me up for seven games of this. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. Well, at any rate, for a guy that's got COVID right now, it was a nice little doctor's order there. So I enjoyed every second of it. And uh, I apologize for being as raspy as I am, but, you know, all the shouting and the sickness and whatnot. But I will say, I don't think I've ever seen 10 for 10 before. Now, did, did I not watch 10 people leave the ice for 10-minute majors? Did I not? Uh, misconducts, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's happened before in the National Hockey League. You've seen game misconducts in certain situations. It's as close, I think, to, you know, a line brawl as you're going to see um, in today's game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a temperature in this one. It was emotional, and you, you got to love the response. So if that happens, let's say, in the second period, which I've never seen it, but if it did, You'd have to play the rest of the game with like eight players, would you not? Yeah, I mean, you know, you you'd you'd be lost for the time, right? Like the ten minute misconducts, you'd be available to get back into the game after those ten minutes of elapsed time had had gone through. But yeah, I mean, if it was game misconducts and and those were handed out like that, then you'd be shorthanded the rest of the way. Wow, do you think it's a good idea to play with such reckless abandon on your power play, be the second best power play team in the league and yet give up 12 power pl- uh, shorthanded goals. Do you think that's a good idea? I'll be honest. I don't think it's reckless abandon. I think it's uh, just not paying attention to the details. Like the Tampa Bay lightning are an absolute wagon on the power play. They are for sure. But the problem is right. Like they, they believe that they can score. They believe that they can cheat in certain situations and players are going to take advantage of that, especially a, a, a really good penalty-killing team like the Golden Knights. Yeah, so against certain teams, it might not be as good of an idea to play that way, but they do it all the time, so you can't say, do it this time but not this time. Uh, either way, Tampa's going to be a tough out, yep. and so are the Knights, and that's really all this game just showed us, is that no matter who we play or when we play, if we have the personnel, oh, well, the other thing I had to ask you, if this incredibly uh, ludicrous situation continues where you just don't seem to have enough personnel, is there any way to go out and get somebody on a waiver deal? I mean, you you can, like, if there are players available, if you, you can sign free agents in certain situations. Um, I, I don't know that you have to worry about it too much up front. You it's kind of what the AHL is for, right? Like that's what the Henderson Silver Knights are for. Um, when you when you get into that, though, like my 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 main point is, um, I don't know that that's necessarily something the Golden Knights do. But if you need to get through to the end of the season, uh, it is something that you can do. You just obviously won't have that player eligible for the playoffs when the playoffs start. Thanks, Mike, for the call. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm recovering. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. That was that was an exciting game. Um, I don't know if I want more of that right away. Uh, could could use a little little less excitement every once in a while. Um, but it was good to see that the Knights got themselves into that game after kind of having flat couple first second periods, right? Like they didn't didn't feel like they were putting a lot on Vassy. It didn't feel like they were 
they were up to the challenge tonight, but, you know, it they turned it around, they got it. You know, it, it sucks that uh, Chandler Stevenson got called for that because, again, I from everything that I'm seeing everybody say, if it's a follow-through, it shouldn't be a high stick. But, you know, it happens. Um, they face the adversity of having to go into overtime and heck of a dive by Martinez to yep. get that puck in before Vassie could grab it. Just I watched that I don't know how many times after they threw it up on Twitter. It's just a beautiful goal. And, like, I feel like that you couldn't end this game any other way than with something like like that. It was it was so good. Yeah, I mean, did 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 this one leave you feeling differently about the Golden Knights? I, I mean, it, it feels it feel I feel the same way I felt after the New Jersey Devils game. Yeah. Right, it's a game that we probably didn't deserve to win after part of the showing, but like the team doesn't care. The team fought back, and they were. They're gripping and clawing their way through to the last second. Like, they didn't – they don't give up. This is not a team that is going to just lay down on the ice and let the other team take it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of resolve. And the more opportunities you get that the remainder of the season, the better. It, it, it hardens you for the playoffs. And I think for the Golden Knights, that's, that's really where you, you need to go. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, these are hard teams to play against. Tampa has, you know, of course, Tampa has kind of been in a slump, but, I mean, it, it's still Tampa. Like, the personnel they've got and their ability is going to be there. So, great practice on our way to making a deep playoff run. Yeah, absolutely, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? I'm right there with Stephanie. I'm recovering myself. What a wild, wild game in Tampa. And that's now the second year in a row that the Knights and Lightning and Emily Arena have done at, with each other in a game that was just thrilling and and they're going down to the wire at the very end. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. I think, again, you, you kind of look at it, if you're a Golden Knights fan, it, it's not the 60-minute effort I think you want, but there's a lot to pull from it. Obviously, you get a shorthanded goal, a power play goal, special teams working, Carlson-Stevenson back on the board. You love to see that. And I thought it was just a lot of battle, a lot of compete for the Golden Knights. That's what you need to see, and they, they came through in strides here. Yeah, to your point with it being not necessarily 60 60- effort like uh, early on in the game um, after the night scored that first goal I don't know if it was just me seeing it this way but it seemed like they kind of offensively went to a lull like the Tampa defense was pretty much controlling the game they were generating a lot more shot attempts than Quick was having to uh, thank God Channel is a Hall of Fame self because it's not mm. for him playing like that um, after that first goal and then pretty much that's the second uh, they, this game probably would have been out of hand pretty quickly after that. Um, so kudos to Quick on that. But another moment, too, for me is where the game finished up. Like, uh, I get this in Tampa Bay Lightning here. We're, we're talking about a team that won the Eastern Conference three years in a row, won mm-hmm. two Stanley Cups out of the last three. They're a championship mill team, but my goodness, goal night. We've got to figure out how to close these games out better. Cause that's now another example where um, empty net situation, they have an opportunity to close the game out with an empty net goal. And either they allow the team they're playing to tie the game up or they're basically hanging off for dear life. Um, 
I'm having issues with that team this year. They're having trouble closing out games. Do you think, Ryan, that's something that they're having really an issue with, or is this something that they need to fix before we talk about playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely something that you want to fix as you, you know, as you go toward the playoffs. And thank you, Stephen, for the call. I, I think that you know you can kind of look at them in a lot of different ways. There have been some detail things that have just kind of escaped the Golden Knights in those situations that's put them uh, on their heels in certain spots. Tonight, like, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning making plays. Like, you've got an elite, elite team with six players on the ice and Nikita Kucherov doing his thing. Like, he cooks. He is that guy. Um, I don't know that I view this one in quite the same way as I I look at some of the other ones, but the fact of the matter is if you've got a two-goal lead with about three and a half minutes left in the game, you should find a way to close that one out in regulation. This one, to me, sits a little bit differently, uh, but more than anything, I I think, you know, you look at it, Golden Knights get two points out of it, you you put yourself in a pretty good position more often than not late in a game. So I like that from Vegas, but I think you're right on the money, Stephen. You've got to find a way to close these games out and minimize the amount of heavier minutes you're having to play by allowing teams to kind of get back into it and push this into overtime. Great call, Stephen. 702-876-1340 is the number. What do you think of Jonathan Quick tonight? What would you think of Jonathan Quick tonight? I want to know. I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let me hear your Jonathan Quick takes on the other side of the break. It's the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 4-3. The final, the Golden Knights defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning in overtime. Vegas 39-20 and 6, 84 points on the year. Saturday, 4 o'clock, Carolina. The road trip continues for the Vegas Golden Knights. One win, one loss through two games so far. 702-876-1340. That's the number. If you'd like to join us here, I asked for Jonathan Quick Takes who I thought was fantastic tonight, 702-876-1340. Pick up the phone. Let's talk. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Doing good. Um, I will say, uh, before I get to my point, any any Vegas Golden Knights fans listening, if there is a road trip that you can take, I definitely recommend the Florida road trip because Amelie Arena, I've been there, one of the better hockey arenas of the 32, and uh, Florida is not bad either. Also really inexpensive tickets, but that's, just a recommendation. It's a great road trip idea. Um, takeaways from this game. One, I've lost a lot of confidence in this team closing games. It's just happened way too many times that we've really not put teams away. And it's happened more than any other year that I can remember. And it's not like we're doing it on the other, on the opposite end, where we're down a goal, we're down too late, and we're we're known to be coming back. It happened a couple times earlier this year, but it's I don't Sal, like the trend. Hold on, Sal. Sal, let me, when, let me Sal, let me stop you there. The Golden Knights have nine wins when trailing after two periods. Like they they find ways to come back in games in the third period. I agree, but that's I, just I, that's that's cat- sure, like, that's that's categorically false. No, no, the, 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 the stat is correct. I, I also do think six or seven of those wins happened in the first month and a half of the season. That I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, I remember that St. Louis game was, was the big one that we came back. But and, anyway, so, but anyway, I, I just don't like, I, 
I feel confident for six for, for 40 minutes because the way we play five on five or the way the penalty kill is early in the game, I have all the confidence. I just don't know what's happening in this third period. Um, I, good good so. teams good teams are pulling their goaltender and pushing. I mean, like that that's what it is. Like I, I get I get the frustration with it, but you look at the goals scored tonight by Tampa. They're just great individual plays. Like Nikita Kucherov is a phenomenal offensive player. He rips a one-timer far post, and then he, he, use, he utilizes the fact that he just scored a one-timer to kind of fake everybody out and put it into the middle of the ice for Braden Point. To easily, it's an easy tap-in, six-on-four goal. Like, I, I don't look at this one as one where I lose faith in their, in their ability to close out a game. It, it's a completely different type of final three minutes when you've got Tampa Bay and what they're able to do and how they move the puck around. Yeah. Well, we can agree to disagree. I do give Tampa a lot of credit because their cohesion, their chemistry, right? Their continuity. So, so how is, are is so how are you going? So how are you going to give Tampa credit for being able to make plays and come back, but then say at the same time that it's all Vegas? Like they 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 don't have they don't have the ability to close out a game. Like you've got two teams that are playing for sixty minutes trying to see this one through. I I don't know how well, you can give Tampa all the credit in the world and, and not any to to the Golden Knights. Well the, re- well, the reason why is because it's happened so many times. Nashville on New Year's Eve, Montreal, New Jersey on the road, tonight, Dallas. I mean, it has happened a lot. I think you can agree with that. And, and But we have finished on the right side of that coin flip, whether it's a skills challenge, whether it's a three-on-three win. So we have gone, we have pulled away and gotten that extra point in spite of some of, some of the, the, you know, the fault. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you look at it, you look at it, and... I mean, listen, we can agree to disagree on it. I don't know that closing out games is an issue. I think that there are trends that we're seeing. I think that you can look at all of those games, Dallas and New Jersey, and look at inability to close it out because of individual mistakes, penalties, what have you, putting you in in, in uncomfortable situations. I don't know that I lumped tonight into the same category, but that's just me. No. It kind of leads me into to the to my last takeaway from this game. Um, I didn't like, obviously. I mean, I listened to the radio broadcast as I watched the game. Well, if if Toronto can can signal to the referees when there could have been a, a missed stoppage or some type of you know error on a call, it's a pretty black and white rule that you can't call a high sticking penalty on a follow through shot. It's pretty black and white. I don't think there's any subjectivity to something like that. So I, it kind of bewilders me that, that that's something easy that can't be reversed or looked at to, to prevent something like that happening because Tampa Bay could have not shouldn't even been on the power play. Yeah, and, and Sal, thanks for the call. I, I mean, it's just it's not something that is reviewable in that moment. Now, that being said, I, I wonder if you can call it a follow-through on a shot given the fact that Chandler Stevenson was in his own zone. Like, I don't know the particulars of that rule, I'll be honest with you. Um, but the fact of the matter is the, the officiating tonight, to me, was not good. It, it just it was not good. A lot of the emotion that boiled over, a lot of the physical stuff, a lot of the fights, a lot of that boiling over is largely in part to officials just 
looking the other way on clear infractions. You call some of the initial infractions, we don't get the escalation that we saw in this game, but I appreciate the Golden Knights pushing back the way that they did. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, let me qualify this, Ryan. I've had two glasses of wine, and a couple of your calls have gotten me real feisty here. Oh, boy. Um, it was the third period. It was down to the last few minutes. We had a five-on-four, and then we had a four-on-six. It's Tampa Bay. Of course they're going to score. Mm-hmm. What the hell? That's what we do. What is with these guys saying, oh, I'm so freaking disappointed? Really? I'm sitting there listening to them going, do they not understand the game? That's what we do when we're down in the last few minutes. And, yeah, the reason we do it is because that's how you score when you have more guys. Anyway, that's my rant. I'm a little pissed, but Jonathan (laughs) did a great job. Yeah, he was fantastic, Rita. Jonathan Quick, to me, was really in control of his movement, and that's going to be the key for him. If he's in control and he's seeing pucks, I think he's got a real chance to put some magic here together. Yeah, he really does. He he stood tall. And people that were doubting him, this wasn't his first rodeo. He knows we need him. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Rita. Thank you for the call. Uh, Jonathan Quick was fantastic. Rita is fired up. Listen, I get it. You have a, a two-goal lead in the third period. You want it to be a no-doubter. You want it to be easy. But... You know, if you look at this game objectively, if you step back for a moment, the Golden Knights were pretty fortunate based on how they had played in the first two periods to have a two-goal lead in the first place. And, and I, I understand that it doesn't take it away that Tampa was allowed to score or able to score two goals in the final three minutes. But you know what? When you have a team that's won two Stanley Cups and been to three finals, it's hard to put them away. It's hard to put them away. Not every game, and we've been over this time and time again this season, not every game is going to be 5 nothing going away. There will be resistance. It's better to kind of figure it out now than when you're in the playoffs. That's all I got to say. 702-876-1340. It's the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, the Golden Knights. Defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 to three in overtime. Alec Martinez, the overtime hero. Jonathan Quick, a solid performance. Now 2-0 and as a Vegas Golden Knight. And the Golden Knights are 39-26 and 20-6 and for 84 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference. Keeping pace ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. And then you've got L.A. playing tonight and you've got Seattle playing tonight as well. We'll just take a quick look at the scores for Los Angeles, for Seattle. Uh, the Kings up 4-2 to two on Colorado in the third period, so not ideal. And then you've got Seattle losing 3-1 to one to, see, uh, uh, to Ottawa in the second period. So good news there in the Seattle game. Not so great news there for the Los Angeles Kings. But either way, the Golden Knights will go to bed tonight. Tops in the Pacific Division and tops in the Western Conference. Vegas is next in action on Saturday at 4 o'clock against the Carolina Hurricanes. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post game show thanks to jed donaldson down here making sure everything sounds great thanks to bobby machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air and thanks to you our listeners and our callers it's your post game show it's not as much fun without your calls your opinions your insight until saturday have a great night everybody we'll talk to you then right here on fox sports las vegas 
Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 13.40 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and 